Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wow, I love that sound. Recorded live. <laughs> That is such a wonderful sound. I can't tell you. I mean, we've spent the last 32, well, actually, since 5.45 my time, so like almost an hour, trying to get the calls to work on my regular talk show call that the um, it wouldn't it wouldn't let us call in. It just, it, oh. everybody in the chat was there, but it wouldn't let us call in. Isn't that weird? So now oh, we have a whole bunch of people on. So I'm going to go ahead and mute you out that um, you guys that are, are not on the call. Uh, for some reason, Bob, your hand stayed up. It didn't go down. That's all right. I'll leave it. I'm not going to. Let me just try to. Hold on, Bob. Hold on one second. I, I hit it. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Don't hit the star eight anymore because it confuses. <laughs> I think no, somebody wants to ask a question. Huh? <laughs> No, no, I just kept on hitting star eight because it was oh. like, oh, Bob's not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad everybody's here. And I'm going to um, announce you guys. Uh, today is January the 25th, 2018. And as uh, yeah, usual, it's time for my private audio call tonight. Our special guest speakers uh, are Sam Davis and Bob Locke. Greetings, gentlemen. I'm so glad you made it and when we got through all of that and we're here. So we need a lot of catching up to do, Sam. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So catch us up. What's going on? You and Bob both been busy? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm working every day and and uh work at a golf course and and uh a sod farm and uh-huh. so uh, the family's doing real well, and and um, you know we survived the vacation, and and um, you know it's uh, it's all good. Wonderful, Angela. I'm glad everything's getting back. Yes, he was golfing today. That okay? That's why the, the relaxed tone in his voice, oh, even though he didn't nice. shoot what he wanted, he was golfing today. Oh, that's nice. That's fun. I'm glad the weather yeah. is okay over here. It was like going to rain all day, it looked like. So we're pretty much well, inside was, most of the day. It was about 42 here, and the wind was blowing. It it, oh. it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> That's cold. And you were golfing? Yeah. <laughs> it, you take it where you can get it. He's a hearty lot. <laughs> oh. Well, well so. Angela, I'm, I'm just. I'm really excited that we were finally able to pull this thing together. I had a couple of, uh, a couple of things come up that, um, you know, family wise and health wise that, uh, um, that made the last times we tried to do this, um, untenable and, and, you know, to be able to sit and anytime I get a chance to spend time, um, talking with Sam, 
it's 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 obviously a treat and um and for us nice, too. <laughs> you know, nice to be with you and and the people on your call. I've got to say something right off the bat, okay? Because after sure. the last time, the last call um, that that we did, all right, um, there were a ton of people who emailed me, and and I was working through a number of different. Um, we were trying to simplify into you know step by step modules with um, with sample um, uh, documents related to different uh, different aspects of the um, status correction process based upon the things that we had found, um, based upon the things that Anna von Reitz and, and everybody else that's been working with her had found, and put those things together into really easy to follow things that people could just go off and, you know, they wouldn't even need guidance. And if they did, then obviously we're there to guide them. And um, and there were a number of people that contacted me. I sent a bunch of documents out and there were a number that we were refining. And, you know, in the interim, this whole area has just moved so incredibly rapidly um and 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 for the better i believe but yeah. uh, um in terms Starting of to pick get, up momentum well right? it is but but in terms of trying you know i know there's a lot of people that um contacted me after our last call who i'm sure are very frustrated because things are moving so have been moving so quickly that you know we went from like 60 pages worth of worth of documentation to you know 40 to 30 and it's getting smaller um the number of steps involved are getting easier but it's like the target keeps on moving for me so these final these final modules that i've been trying to get out um have been just really really challenging to do so it's not like i've been ignoring um, any of your your loyal listeners or others who have who have, who have come to us, um, it's just that it's like you know twice a day, Anna will reach out to me and say, okay, now you know we need to be looking over here, and we need to incorporate this, and then all of a sudden you know things need to be reworked, and we're very very close, and it, you're right, it is working incredibly fast right now. Um, and, and, and so I'm excited about that, but I'm frustrated like everybody else that we're not just done. Um, I, you know, I know that a lot of people had, um, the last time that we talked, I had recommended to a lot of people to, um, connect with Christopher Gronsky. And I know Christopher's had a couple of calls with you. And so he's just swamped. I, I, yeah. I continue to believe that. Um, operating through the State Department the way that he has. And, Sam, I haven't even talked to you. I, I know I mentioned Christopher to you, um, but, you know, in my mind as I look back and, and Anna is just publishing a, a, a new, very simplified um, memorandum, if you will, it's directed towards Trump, but it's really directed towards everybody. And the title is very simply, America, Some Assembly Required. 
and it deals with, you know, historical under, underpinnings of the country and then things that need to be done in order to get us where we need to be. And the reason that I've always suggested um, going out and and connecting with Christopher is, one, the knowledge that he has is incredibly valuable, and, two, by following his instruction and correcting the records with the State Department, I, I think is a critical piece in anybody's journey. And the reason that I feel that is that if you remember, right, when we all started out with the Constitution for the United States of America, small u, um, before we got to the Permanent Treaty of Peace or any of the other stuff that started to kind of, you know, stir the pot and pollute what the original concept was, all right, you had, you had these sovereign state jurisdictions, and each one was its own and is its own nation. And they banded together as a union, and they contracted with a federal government that they created in order to provide certain enumerated services. And one of those services, in, in my mind, has always been State Department provides the ability of, for us um, to, as a union, to interact and trade with others. Each individual state secretary of state's office does not have the ability to issue passports, all right? That's done on a national level and, and through the federal government. What Christopher has done is he's 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 simplified the process <clears throat> to the point where, um, and I researched this for years, and, and 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 everything that I had comported with what Christopher put together. He simplified the process for people getting passports not as U.S. citizens, specifically not as U.S. citizens. So that I can get a passport as an Illinoisan, Sam can get a passport as an Idahoan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and I, I believe that having that and then a number of other things that we're finalizing right now will help to accelerate the population of all the different databases that are out there. You know, remember, we're living in a world where we've got, what, 17 or 19 different intelligence agencies. God knows why we need that many. Um, well, but, hopefully it'll, it'll confuse them all and they'll annihilate each other. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, or, or hopefully it'll just clarify, all right? I, I mean, because at the end of the day, they don't have any relationship to an Illinois. They, they, you know, and so, you know, it's like you're not there. No big deal. You go, you go do what you want to do. And, um, and we've had, you know, some, some very, very interesting and positive stories from people that have started to go down that path um, in dealing with the IRS and, and other things and dealing with, um, you know, issues that are confronting too many people in this country, you know, collection issues, foreclosure issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I believe correcting status is the key to all of that, it it doesn't necessarily stop on a dime everything that you're dealing with, but it does, I believe, allow you the ability to be able to, at the end of the day, once the records are corrected and you're able to pre present, you know, proper certified proof of what your status is, 
what your status is with respect to that federal banking franchise and all the other abuses that kind of stem from that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I want to keep up with this too and, and follow along. Um, you guys are making headway, it seems. Well, I, I think we're making headway. And, 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 you know, at the same time, it's so funny because I think about the first time that I, that I spoke to Sam um, and Sam had the, you know, the status is freedom website. And, you know, I feel like we're just circling back around to where we started. And, and I, you know, there's a famous quote, it's like, you know, uh, when, you know, you're, you're searching for something and, you know, you'll end up right back where you started, but you'll see it, you know, you'll truly see it for the first time, right? Even though you've been there before. And uh, to me, it's all the history. And so, you know, like I said, Anna's got this book coming out that has a very, you know, it's just a 60 pager and it's, it's styled as a memo to Trump but it's chock full of history just the same way that um, her other book, um, uh, you know, is. And it's history that 99.99% of the people in this country are, are completely ignorant of. Um, and it, it, it's, it's now is that once you understand it and it kind of crystallizes, then even when you run into the frustrations of people not – necessarily um, assisting in, in, in the enforcement of what are your unalienable rights, right? Um, at least you understand why and you have enough knowledge to be able to kind of continue forward because at the end of the day, everybody on this call, um, even those who may be listening in from, you know, any of the alphabet agencies, I mean, this is, it's, it's new, it's a new path, or maybe we're just walking an overgrown old path that was trod by the founders, you know, back in the 1700s. Um, and, you know, the problem is that we've got a $3 trillion federal government, and God knows how many trillions of dollars all the 50 state agencies and you know government bureaucracies are are worth in terms of their in terms of their costs you know they're all compartmentalized they're all they're all data silos nobody talks to anybody and um and it's designed that way on purpose so that when you walk in with an absolutely legitimate request you know the blind look that you're getting is absolutely genuine they don't have a clue because nobody ever told them and nobody ever told them because they don't want anybody to be able to do the things that we're that we're working to do, which is to you know reclaim the republic and 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 more importantly even than that, get ourselves back into our own sovereign status. Because if we're not back in our own sovereign status, then there is no republic. There can't be any republic by definition, right? Right. Yeah. You know, there's people with their hand up here if you want to take some questions. Um, 
Yeah, uh, you know, before we do, I you know, because Sam and I haven't talked in a long time, and Sam's Sam's sacrificed a lot. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, he, he really he really has, and he sacrificed it for people who are, I, I'm sure, a lot of the people on this call are unaware. Let me let me um let me quiet Alexa down. Hold on, Alexa, okay. lower the volume. There, sorry. Um, Sam, when 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 you first started dealing with status issues, all right, you understood innately that everything was about status. And for years, because of the steps that you took, um, people left you alone. And, you know, now, after years of reflection, how much different do you feel about, you know, when you when you originally put together, right, um, and you guys put together status of freedom, um, how much has your perspective changed with respect to where we are, what we need to do in order to do exactly that, correct our status so that we're able to enjoy the freedom that was bequeathed to us. Alexa, volume down. Well, I uh, I don't know. That's that's a interesting an interesting question. Uh, as I think back uh, to the things that that I did and others did. Uh, Back in the day, I know that I know that uh, one of the things that stands out in my mind is is the uh, the day that I removed my voter registration from the county mm-hmm. and and the the uh, election uh, commissioner uh, handed me my registration card and said, are you going to take this? And I said, yes. And she said, well, before you take it, I have to write on it. And she wrote in red ink on a 45 degree angle, removed by request and signed it and dated. I took that and I made a color copy of it. Of course, I don't have it any longer because the uh, federal government took all my documents. But I, I sent a, a color copy of that to the clerk of the federal district court here in Idaho. And I, I notified them that I was no longer in their jurisdiction and uh, please adjust their books and records accordingly. 
And it's interesting because it was uh, sometime thereafter when the FBI and Secret Service were trying to get me for site drafts and counterfeiting. And they had me in front of the grand jury. And I had... I had I had written, uh, uh, put together a four or five page document called a motion for more definite statement. And I, uh, in fact, I did it the night before my appearance at the grand jury. And I served it on the U.S. attorney about 30 minutes prior to my appearance and they uh, I didn't even go in the grand jury room Uh, they met me at the door and handed me another subpoena for a month later and so I went home and the next time I did it I I served it again the morning of my appearance and and they took me in the grand jury room. And I uh, I was I sat down in the chair and the US attorney swore me in and began to ask me questions and I said, Whoa, time out. I'm not answering any of your questions. And she said, Why not? And I said, Because you haven't answered mine. And until my questions are answered, I'm not answering a thing. And she immediately excused me and said, wait for me in the hall, where she handed me a stack of papers that was an order to show cause and all this other stuff. And and, uh, I said, so we're going to have a hearing, right? And she said, yes. And you're going to notify me of that hearing so I can be there. Yes. Am I free to go? Yes, you are. So I took my half-inch thick stack of papers and I went home. Come to find out, that afternoon they had a hearing without me. <laughs> well, I didn't know about that for, for, uh, for 30 days. And I'm in the shower one morning, and I hear the phone ring, and my wife comes in and says, that was Agent so-and-so from the Secret Service, and he wants to know why you're not there. And I said, well, where am I supposed to be? Did you tell him I was in the shower? And my wife said yes, and long story short, well, he called me back, and he says, where where are you? And I says, I'm at home. And he says, well, why aren't you down here? And I said, well, where am I supposed to be? And he says, well, you're supposed to be down here at the grand jury room to give handwriting exemplars and fingerprints. And I said, well, I didn't get the memo. He said, well, there's an order from the judge. And I said, I didn't get that either. And he said, well, will you come? And I said, no. 
When I am properly noticed, I will properly come. I have things to do. And so I I didn't receive this order that that on this hearing that they had. And anyway, I I never did go. Never did go. And Finally, the, uh, several months later, there was a phone call, and I was in Seattle at the time, and my wife said, well, we just had visitors, and, and the FBI and the Secret Service was here and with the sheriff, and, and I said, well, did you tell them I was out of town? And they said, she said yes, and I immediately called the FBI office and, and left a message that Call me back Thursday at noon, and so the special agent called me at noon on Thursday and wanted me to come down and give handwriting exemplars and fingerprints. And I said, "Well, I figured that's what you wanted." Um, I said, "I'm going to talk about it with my wife, and I'll uh, call me back in 45 minutes or an hour." So she called me back, and I said, I'm not going to volunteer. She says, well, you know you're under court order, don't you? And I said, well, I I know that there's an order, but I believe that order is defective. And I don't believe that there's a, a date and time on that order. And she says, you're exactly right. And then she said something that to this day is no one has ever said to me before or since. She said, well, Sam, let me ask you this. If we have this hearing, will you grant the judge jurisdiction? Now, to me, Bob, that was, uh, that, that's my, one of my best stories that early on when when I didn't know anything about anything I was acting on instinct and faith yeah yeah and as I told my wife I said if I go down there they're going to put me in jail because I will have volunteered and and that's something that I I never did figure out on this last occasion of of what what uh, changed in, in in all all of that um, uh, rigmarole that they went through. Um, you know. I I don't think anything changed. I think they just ran over me. Well, okay. So you know, this is you know I'm I'm dating myself, but there was a there was a fantastic book about change. Um, is called, and this was back you know back during like the tech revolution, right? So you're talking about the 1990s leading up to, um, leading up to you know 2000, the changeover and all that, and the tech 
debacle that followed um, called Who Moved My Cheese? And, and that's how I feel every single day as we work to perfect the technologies to deal with these status issues. Who moved my cheese? Because I saw it. It was right there. And, in fact, I was walking with somebody, and they got to the cheese. And then when I sought to go down exactly the same path the next day, all of a sudden something was blocking the path. So, you know, and, 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 and Sam, you know, honestly, I mean, interacting with you, uh, I know, was, was divinely directed. You, guys, you and I didn't get together um, by happenstance not with my background, not with your background. It, just, it, you know, it just didn't happen. Um, and, you know, the stories that you have about, you know, uh, the marshals and, and the sheriff coming and saying, you know, is it okay if we come onto the property, well, you know, and asking your permission, you obviously yeah. had established your status. The problem is that, just like what we're dealing with right now, you know, looking at in the national in the national press, and I don't care whether you're looking at the mainstream media, you're looking at the alternative media. I look at all of it um, to try to get a full perspective. The you know what's going on right now with that corporate government. I don't care what state that you live in. The national is just you know it's it's the most visible. And 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 what Trump is doing and, and the, you know, the kind of Machiavellian games that he's playing to draw people out and expose different issues within the way that that corporate government is operating. All right. You know, we're dealing with the same thing, every one of us on this call with respect to our cities and our counties, whether we're dealing with, you know, bankrupt municipalities who are issuing citations because they need the money and they're lying um, in order to, you know, issue a ticket. Um, you, know, you know, I mean, I dealt with it as a prosecutor. I just remember the first day I walked into, I walked into, there was a back room and I had, I had just been accepted okay they have, they have a supreme court rule and every state has this that says that um while you're in law school if you're in your third year of law school or some part of your second year whatever um and you are supervised by a licensed attorney then you can practice law and it's like an 18 month and and here it's under supreme court rule 711 so I was working with the state's attorney's office, working in narcotics, and every single morning they're on the phone calling Springfield to the Supreme Court trying to find out whether myself and the other clerks who were waiting for this authorization had been granted their provisional licenses. And on the day that I, I, you know, I received mine, they said, okay, Bob, go down to branch, you know, whatever and um and help them with preliminary hearings um you know in the drug courts and i looked at the guy and i was just like i've never even seen a preliminary hearing 
And he didn't even blink. He just looked at me and he said, call me in 15 minutes and let me know how the first one went. And then he went on about his business. And I went down there and it was just insanity. I mean, it was just structured chaos, right? You've got hundreds and hundreds of defendants locked up in cages. And I've got all these detectives and and beat cops and other people that are there. And we're setting up the testimony in a preliminary hearing in order to set bond or let somebody go. And what I saw was, you know, everybody in that room, for the most part, and there were, there were obviously, you know, there were obviously, it wasn't everybody, but enough that it caught my attention where it was, and I learned very quickly, okay, so the officer says, Your Honor, I approached the vehicle, I approached the individual, I approached the defendant, and he reached his right hand out, he reached his left hand out, as I was chasing him and dropped a clear plastic bag of a white powdered substance, which I recovered, which ultimately was tested to be, you know, cocaine, heroin, you know, crack, whatever, right? And it it opened my eyes to, okay, you know, I don't know, the you know, was the guy drunk? I wasn't there, you know. Um, and, you know, now you look at the world of private corporate prisons and, and, you know, prisons for profit and how many of people are in there that, you know, never were able to step up and, and properly contest against that. Now, question in my mind from having, having dealt with you as a, as a, you know, as a fellow traveler, as a researcher, as a, as a, as a friend, because um, I consider you one of my best friends, is, you know, here we are in 2018, and we're still talking about status and establishing status in the records in such a way so that nobody can ever ignore that. For years and years and years, you drove down the road, nobody would ever touch you. For years and years and years, I know people who have gone without license plates, without drivers, and nobody would we ever have a really. we got a lot of background noise. Is there any way to fix that? Um, I don't hear nothing. anything. Uh, yeah, it's quiet as a, as a bug here. I, okay, let yeah, me check my call here. I've got somebody in here probably that... Oh, I hear me, that. Huh? Do you hear, hear that? that? Yeah. I don't hear anything. <laughs> I don't know where there's nobody else on the call but you, me, and and Sam. So some sound and veal. <laughs> some what? I said somebody's pounding veal, and it sounds like they're listening to TV and talking in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. But I, I don't. There's nobody unmuted here, so that's weird, huh? <laughs> Is that better? Oh, well. Can you still uh, hear it? No, I can't hear anything now. Oh well, maybe my I I, I moved to the other room for a minute, and oh. my wife was watching TV. So maybe yeah, that, that was, was it. probably it. Yeah. Okay, carry on, gentlemen. I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was you know kind of noisy. But we have a whole no. bunch of people in line with their hands up. So. <laughs> 
but you can continue on. What do you think, Sam? Well, bring them on. Let, you want to answer the question? What was that? Let loose the horse. Okay. <laughs> you ready for questions? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, here we go. Okay, I had to mute you out. You've got unknown. I unmuted you, but you have your speakers too close to the mic or something, so we got a lot of feedback. Um, how about 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 I know, and you need to turn off your speakers or something. I don't know. Uh, We'll try it one more time. Or I tell you what, why don't you go ahead and press star eight again when you figure it out, and I'll unmute you. I won't make you wait. Okay. All right. So next up is mobile mail. Okay. Hold on a second. Is it me? Am I causing this? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mute out. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you, mobile mail, but I'm going to mute out. Go ahead and ask your question, okay? Wait a minute. Where'd he go? He just he just disappeared from the, from the screen. So, okay, well, Central Arkansas, you've been unmuted. But wait, i got to mute myself out first because something's happening here. So hold on. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. All right, all right. Let me ask my question. I don't know. I mean, no, that was uh, Donaldson. We're not going to let him ask anything. Okay. Next up is mid sixty-one fifty or fifty-one fifty. Hey guys, you've been unmuted. Good. Great. How are you? How are you? Good. Great job, by the way, Angela. Um, I've listened to your show the last couple of years. I have learned a lot. Bob and Sam, thanks for coming on. Um, I yes. just have a quick question. Bob, I've actually worked with you. Um, my first part of my email was CHFI. Do you remember? Is what now? My first part of my email was CHFI. I did all the documentation. My, all my stuff got sent in back in August. And I was trying to get a hold of you, but I know you've been busy. Oh, it's been insane, man! Absolutely. That's why. That's why I had to. That's why I had to to preface the call, you know, with with you know with with everybody who's, um, you know, been waiting because it's been driving me nuts, you know. Yeah, I've been. I've still been doing my research. Uh, my question is, or I'll send you an email. It won't be a good time to meet with you and kind of give you an idea on we'll negotiate a rate, whatever your donation fee is, if you, if you really need it. Because um, most of it I can do on my own. I just have a couple questions. You might be able to give me a little guidance. Absolutely, yeah. Now, are you, um, are you, are you on Missouri? No, I'm out of Michigan, actually. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I did get a response back from the IRS, which was a joke. Um, you know, this is the law. I got to pay your taxes. What they say, frivolous. I just kind of laughed it off. Um, Treasury got all my stuff. I'm still waiting to hear from them. 
I haven't heard well, anything back yet. Well, and, and you know what? Sam and I were talking about this earlier today, um, and and Sam, Ed, um, was really excited about hearing your name. Um, there are some guys down in the Republic of Texas that are that are dealing with these things from a, I, I think, an incredibly elegant and, and simple um, perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking specifically about tax issues and dealing with the IRS and the Internal Revenue Service um, from a jurisdictional perspective, which, you know, goes back to what, you know, what Sam always talked about, which was, oh, you know, by venue. Way, that, not to interrupt you, I I did get my, my passport. I got all my passport stuff back in, within 90 days. And they kept Good. my uh, they kept my affidavit. So, actually, I got somebody else checking right now. We, She had got a hold of the leasing department and actually got somebody on the phone. And she, you know, was requesting an actual copy of her status. Well, did you, get a certified, did you get a certified copy of the application? Not yet. All right. That's that's all right. That is 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 probably more important than the passport and the passport card themselves, because oh, that's I, gonna... I know we we both got them. Okay, but she she was putting a request in because we figured you know I'm I'm not I'm not driving my license is in my drawer. I'm driving with my passport ID card. Um. Mm-hmm. No, we both have our, but I was doing some research and I came across, or I, I'm sorry, she did, and she came across, she actually had, had the State Department call her, and mm-hmm. she actually got somebody on the phone, and she's like, well, why do I have to pay $50? I'm, I'm a state citizen. <laughs> that's, that's for taxpayers. I'm not a taxpayer. <laughs> right. But she got um. Well, she's done it with uh, she's done her own what is it ministry for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and she actually and she actually used to work for the Department of Justice, so she's okay. not a dummy. Um, but we figured, you know, she was looking into getting the status, and if we could get a copy of the actual, you know, says state citizen or something like that along the line, along with a copy of our application. Now, that gentleman, Christopher, was on the call, on Angela's call a couple of weeks ago, and he had mentioned on the application where you sign, it's like federal jurisdiction on the, on the DS-11. Right. Um, should that make a difference? Because I marked everything correctly. Well, and this is why, this is why I asked you with respect to um, – with respect to getting a certified copy of the application. All right. So they'll send Mm -hmm. you a copy of the actual application that has been processed and it will indicate. All right. And if you were to lay one where, you know, U S citizen was marked versus, you know, the way that Christopher does it and you lay them side by side. All right. They're processed differently. And, 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 and that, the power of that is anyone that wants to question, all right, whether or, or try to put you back into that U.S. citizen box, all right, 
they're going to have a much more difficult time when you're sitting there with a certified copy of a State Department record that indicates that you are, you know, that you're an Illinoisan, you're, you know, you're whatever, right? Right, um, correct. You're Michigander, okay? Um, it, it's going to be, it, it, and so, so very important in my mind that you get that record and have that. Okay. Now, I just want to take a second here, and then I'll get off because I know there's other callers that um, something I wanted to read to you real quick. No, take this your is, time. This is what. Um, oh, by the way, Angela, I'm the one that sent you an email about a month ago. I got a cyber background, cybersecurity. Oh. So yeah. you want to talk to me after the fact? You got my number now, so. What's your name? Mike. Mike? Mm-hmm. I won't give you emails. my last. Well, send me an email and put, put it in the subject line that we spoke about it or that you are in cybersecurity because um, I, I got a lot of emails. I, I went into, I don't, um, well, I went into your donate button and I because I titled it. Oh, yeah, right. It was in the homestead. That, yeah, that's right. Okay, I know what to look for now. Yeah, Thank my number's you. in there, so. Okay, cool. No, I'm just trying. They they sent me a brochure. Okay. At the top, it says, uh, it's just a little brochure that they send you um, when they send you your documents, and it says, your passport application has been approved, and your passport has been saved, or excuse me, issued. Now, there was a part in here. Okay. This is this is what I picked up on. Passport book and passport card. You may receive three separate mailings, one with your return citizenship evidence, one with your newly issued passport book, and one with your newly issued passport card. Here's the funny thing. When they said evidence, well, they sent me back my, pa- my birth certificate, but they kept my affidavit. So that tells me, you know, they got that on file. And that will be part of the that will be part of the certified um, copy of the application. Okay. So well, so look, um, I was thinking about what. Well, think about Mike. Think about what's in that affidavit. All right, and then you've got a certified copy of the record from the State Department. All right. Correct. And you know anybody wants to question your status. Okay. In my mind, all right, we have 50 separate nation states, sovereign nation states, 50 separate mm-hmm. republics, right? Mm-hmm. And Correct. the State Department is one of those federal entities that is designated to provide one of the 19 enumerated services as part of that, right, that union of those nation states. And part of that is giving documentation of, you know, status so that when you go out into the world, all right, whether it be traveling from one nation state to another nation state here in the continental U.S. or going out beyond that, that, you know, that your status is clear, all right, and that certified copy of the application with that affidavit and all the attached materials and how they processed it and how they designated it 
all right, those things show you what's in their records. Because if you, if, you know, we've been trying for years to mm-hmm. figure, okay, what is, you know, what's the difference between a three-star passport versus a four-star passport versus a five-star passport? Obviously, there's something different, and all you ever get back is, well, that's, you know, that's a, you know, it's privileged and it's, it's a, uh, it's, it, you know, it can't be provided for matters of national security. Well, you know, we know that's complete crap, right? But obviously there's a significance and there are people who have, you know, there's urban legends galore about what that five star may mean. Now, I know a number of people who actually have that. I know one guy who has been trying to get pulled over for a long time. And ever since he got that, he's had state troopers pull behind him, run his plates, and then pull off to the right and, you know, completely leave him alone. Is it because of that? You know, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. But we know that there's something different there. I know having that certified copy of the application file um, is a valuable piece of evidence that you're going to want to have in 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 your possession um, and anybody else that's going through He did mention that on the call. Yeah, now, I, I, it's um, important. I was wondering if it would if it if it's going to matter because I know he's got an affidavit he sent in. I was thinking about calling and wondering if I need if I get a copy of that affidavit and send it and add it to my file. It would make a difference. I don't think it would. If you were to send it where? In the uh, State Department, put it with my file. There's there's an affidavit that Christopher does according to the call that he when he was yeah. on Angel's call. Right. My question was to get a copy of that. If you would give me a copy of that. Based it, I already sent all my stuff in, and just add that to my file. Oh, so you haven't to... done. So you haven't done his classes and and gone through all that stuff. No, I I've been okay. up and on studying this stuff for about twelve years. Okay. I actually okay. I I took the copper. That's the route I went. Oh, so you did the I, copper moon skills? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I and, totally, I, I totally understood what what I was doing. No, and 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 I'm 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 tracking with you completely, Mike. And and I looked at the copper moonshine stills, and I know what I know what Christopher's doing, and I know what SEDM is doing, um, and there's some others that all have incredible work, all very 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 similar. Um, Christopher has just a couple of little tweaks, nothing that you haven't seen, um, but I think that the tweaks that he deals with. Um, on a regular basis um, produce superior results than the guy who does the copper moonshine stills. And I've spoken with him, great guy, fantastic stuff that he makes available. His, I think his explanatory document that you, you know, that you get off his website regarding um, uh, the way that the system is set up, um, you know, and he attaches a sample of John Doe passport application I, I think that his material is fantastic. There's a couple of things that I would change, um, and those changes I believe result in a in a much clearer um, 
presentation of your, your record with respect to your status with the State Department. Do you say, oh, again, let me, um, I'll send you an email just because I know you get a ton of emails and, and you just yeah, let me know what time to chat. No, uh, do it and just, and just flag that we talked on the call and, and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got a ton of stuff. You know, I've been doing IT stuff for 20 years, and I've got folders upon information that you may not have that you might find useful. Fantastic. And, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd be glad to help you out. But I will uh, – unfortunately, I was under the knife back in October. You might have saw my email. I actually got lucky and had a tumor, cancer tumor removed, but I'm cancer-free. Awesome. God bless you, man. I've been doing all my remedies, so high doses of vitamin C. I'm actually using the Cassius Plasma technology and some other stuff. And it works. Okay. I will mute out. Great to know. All right. You know what? I never, I couldn't find your email, so if you could do it again, I would appreciate it. Yeah, Angela, I'll send you another email. No problem. Oh, great. Thank you so much. I couldn't find it that whole time I was looking. I'm sorry. You know, there's 24,000 emails in my thing here. I'll just put Mick in the subject line, okay? Cybersecurity. Yes. Yep. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Yep. I'll see what I can do to help you, okay? <laughs> thank and you. And Sam, okay. thank you uh, for coming in. I'm going to mute out or sit back and listen. And Bob, look forward to talking to you soon and see what else I can help you guys out, you know, as documents. I've got a ton uh, of stuff. Uh, thanks, Mike. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see here. Next up is... Set me free too. You've been unmuted. Hey guys. Hi Angela. Hey, great. Bob. We are. Hi. I'm glad we're not getting all that feedback. That wasn't yeah, that me. Was insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, my question is: There's Bob. I guess to you, um, there's been some vagueness here, and and I certainly would like to hear from Sam too if he's uh, up to par on this. But on on. Have there been any changes um, to the last call, Bob, you did on this passport? And you said you're tweaking it. Can you elaborate? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the last call, you know, my suggestion to everybody, I had I had researched the, the passport stuff for probably a year, easily a year, you know, probably more. Um, and, and the guy at Copper Moonshine still, uh, I, I forget the man's name. It's terrible. Um, it's been a long time since I've spoken with him. He's a, he's a brilliant man. And like I said, the document that he makes available on his website freely will give you so much incredible information about, you know, how this whole system is set up and, um, and, you know, dealing with the State Department regarding passport issues and getting getting away from having your records um, automatically being checked with that U.S. citizen um, uh, checkmark in the box, right? I, I, I disagree with a couple of very, very minor components in in the way that he... Vaughn um, Wilson submits the application, and okay. that's what Christopher that's what Christopher goes into. 
Um, and Hold on. I just went on his page. Let me mute out myself so I get this shut off and I'll listen. Go ahead. Sure. So, so you know, the main thing is, all right, not being double-minded, okay? So, you know, the biggest problem that people encounter when they're um, when they're you know dealing with passport issues, most people are sending it through the post office, and you get to the post office, and the you know the, the, whoever the postal employee is behind the counter, um, you know they feel like okay, you know this is a very important matter, this is a passport application, I need to make sure everything is done correctly. And if you don't put your social security number on there, then they will refuse it. Well, if you talk to the State Department, and we have called and talked to the State Department, the State Department is aghast when they hear that because that's not a postal employee's job to have anything to do with with gauging whether or not the passport application meets State Department regulations. The only thing that they're supposed to do is make sure that you signed it in front of them, that you have the appropriate fees, that you have the appropriate picture and supporting documentation, okay? Now, um, they routinely demand that you provide the Social Security number. Well, if you provide a Social Security number, then you're, you're being double-minded because you're checking the box that says I'm not a U.S. citizen, but then you're providing a U.S. citizen's number, and now you're conflicting, right? And how do you think that application is going to be treated within the system? And, and, and so, you know, the guy at, that, that does the Copper Moonshine Still materials, all right, he's got a fantastic supplementary explanatory statement, and it deals with the Social Security number issue, and it also deals with the oath issue, because there are trips and traps throughout that DS-11 passport application that you have to be cognizant of. Now, I believe that both he and, um, and Christopher even, um, I believe that they miss a very important point, and that's page four of the instructions of the passport, the DS-11 passport application, where it deals with, I believe it's acts or conditions. And it, it, it instructs you specifically to cross out or not cross out particular information. And then once you do that, to attach a supplementary explanatory statement. Now, Christopher, you know, you can term it like Mike did as, as an affidavit, all right? The State Department looks at it as a supplementary explanatory statement. And I believe that, all right, well, I know, all right, if you look at the, at the language of that acts or conditions section on page four of the DS-11, all right, there is no question that the instructions are part of the application. And if you don't do that consistent with the instructions, exactly as they say, and include the instructions in the application with the appropriate information crossed out, 
tricking through, um, then again, I believe that you're being double-minded. So, you know, you just understand that as you're walking down this whole passport path, all right, they did, they purposely made this a minefield and you need to take your time and it's not, this isn't, you know, this isn't physics, this isn't rocket science, all right? It's just English. And if you sit and you read, you take a breath, turn off the TV, right? Grab a cup of tea and read again and again and again that section in, in, on page four of the instructions. You're going to understand much more about how that whole application is set up and the tricks and traps that are within there and be able to navigate through that. And then when somebody asks you, um, you know, whether it's at the post office or, or, or if you actually, you know, or, you know, if you just um, go into the State Department, you'll be able to yourself very easily raise issues and raise questions and answer questions with respect to these issues to demonstrate that, in fact, you know what a U.S. citizen is, you know what a U.S. citizen is not, you have chosen not to be a U.S. citizen and you need to have that reflected in the State Department's database and any corollary databases that are downstream from the State Department's databases. Okay, how might, and this will be, I guess I'm going to get off after this and listen, but how might this be affected if, uh, you know, we're dealing with these two governments, I mean, on down the road, they get out, Republic in. Shouldn't we be doing all of this through the Republic? Well, think about that, okay? You just answered your own question, all right? Now, we've been waiting for the Republic for a while, right? And, and there's a lot, I'm very familiar with all the different things that are going on with respect to changes in the monetary systems. And, and you know, there seems to be an incredible amount of synchronicity in, in all of the communications regarding these things. Yes, that may be happening. Okay. I pray that it is. Um, at the end of the day, what you've done through this process is definitively identify yourselves as a member of the republic. So for me, okay, there are two constitutions, at least, for Illinois. The one in 1818, the first part of it, specifically defined the geographical limits of the land of the state, of, 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 of the Illinois state, or at that point, the Illinois Republic. All right, geographically defined it from the Missouri River down in the Mississippi River up to over here to Lake Michigan, da 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 da. All right, and then in 1860 something they they amended the Constitution and all that stuff was gone. And at that point, all of a sudden, we're dealing in municipal corporations and we're dealing in state corporations and we're dealing in government courts. All right, and all this other crap. So. In my mind, doing that now is not premature. If anything, you know, will it be easier for people after the fact when the changeover occurs? Fantastic. Yes, absolutely it will. Do you have any clue when that's going to happen? Because we've been waiting for this thing for, you know, some of us, you know, 8, 10, 12 years, more. Mm-hmm. 
that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, it, there's two different jurisdictions, and ours is definitely going to, uh, that, that's where I want to be. So. Well, there's there's at least three. Ah, uh, that's right. There's at least three. I mean, you've got municipal, you've got territorial. Um, foreign. Yep. Foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in in terms of being able to establish your status, and at least be able to stand on something that says no, you know, I'm not in your jurisdiction. You know, do you have jurisdiction to ask me that question? Because I'm on the land. I'm not on the sea, you know, I'm not up there in the air, I'm not dealing in the international, all right, I'm here, all right, I'm on they, Illinois, and, yeah, and, you know, and, 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 and I say that, all right, and saying that to you, all right, that's going to work in certain circumstances, and in certain circumstances, it's not, because the preponderance of ignorance across the entire government spectrum is mm-hmm. so high with respect to these issues that there there is no absolute. But in my mind, um, I have to do this because they turned them into real bullies here. Yeah, you get you get called yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, and so at least at least you can sit there and 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 be able to. Say, okay, look at your database. Do you have the jurisdiction to even ask me that question? And if you and if you believe that you do, or you're trying to bully me into that, then you know what? Then I just I, I have nothing to say. And you're going to do what you're going to do. And you know, bullies with guns, they're going to do what bullies with guns have always done. And some things are going to have to be undone. And some things are going to have to be remedied. But the more that people do this, all right, just like what's happening with the IRS right now, the more that people do these kinds of things, then the more that these people who are out there who don't know any better, all right, will all of a sudden questions will be raised in their minds. Wait a minute. Why did that just happen? Wait a minute. Why did that guy's record just come up like that? I've never seen a record come up like that when I, when I plugged it into my computer before. Well, you know? I- We've got two things. We've got, uh, well, actually, I think several things. We've got ignorance. We've got, um, you know, uh, fear. I don't stand in that light. But, And we have uh, the bullying and the harassing. They'll just, you know, impound your car, cause you a great deal of expense, and ruin your day. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know what? Like I said, bullies with guns, all right? Mm-hmm. Until until we fix this problem, and 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 here's the problem. I mean, you know, there's 350 million people in this country, and right, if you take all of the population of all the 50 sovereign nation states, right, that comprise this union, there's 350 million people, and there's a lot of idiots. We all have our hillbillies, and they're all nations. You know, they're all creeds, they're all color. It doesn't matter, right? They they've been they've been conditioned. Um, they've been conditioned to believe what they believe and they'll look at you like you're from Mars until all of a sudden, you know, something awakens them. Maybe it's going to be their interaction with you. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Carry on. 
Thanks, Bob. I'll, I'll email you. I've got your email, so. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Um, Let's see. Thank you. We don't have anyone else with their hand up at the moment, so... Uh, but I wanted to ask you, someone was asking in the chat, what, what part of Illinois are you in? On? Uh, I'm in Crook County. Cook County, right? <laughs> yeah, we call it Crook County. Okay, I'm in, I'm in the most corrupt city in the most corrupt county in the most corrupt state in, in, oh. in, in the United States. You think? That's where the mafia started, wasn't it? Chicago? Well, you know, I mean... You know, there's legends. And the government the, learned from the mafia. Yeah, they kicked them out. Yeah, and they certainly, um, they certainly are up there with anybody. And and you know, there and and I was born and raised here, and and I, I've I've always lived in the city. When whenever I've been, you know, on Illinois, I, I've 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 lived in the city. I, I spent a little bit of time in the suburbs at one point. Um, very short time, um, and, and so I'm a city boy, and and it's what I know. Um, you learn to navigate through that, but you know, I, especially after a cold winter like this one, I'm looking for alternatives. <laughs> Next up, let's see. We have three people uh, with their hand up now. Next up is uh, California. You've been unmuted. And Jula. Jula. He's done. That's our resident evil, um, unfortunately. Um, when, unfortunately, when I click the thing, it, it still gives him a second or two to say his, to spew his garbage. Okay, next up is Arizona. You've been unmuted, guys. Go ahead, Arizona. Unmute so, your phone. Um, can you hear yeah, me okay? Yeah, we can now. Okay, great. Um, I had a question about uh, secured party creditor uh, registration using the UCC1. And uh, I was wonder, wondering if the um, your guests could talk a little bit about uh, whether that's effective to do that or not. Bob, Sam, I, either one of you. I'm going to throw that one to Sam because because Sam's the one who first taught me to start thinking about those things. I I, I was oblivious before. Well, secured party creditor, boy, I haven't heard that for a while. Um. I guess to that takes me back a ways. Um, right, right. <laughs> uh, there's a, I, I think, a, somewhat of a misconception uh, about what a UCC is and what it does. And secured party creditor is um, somewhat of a 
uh, I, I don't want to say it's a misnomer, but I I I never bought into that uh, secured party creditor uh, as a uh, as a name. If I'm saying that right. Um, what about using it as an approach? Well. Uh, Oh, give me an example. Well, the example is um, your legal name is uh, is the debtor. You're securing your um, right. your debtor as a creditor, and then right. you register all of your all of your assets. Um, and uh, I guess I mean I'm not, I'm not an expert on it, but I was uh, I was trying I was looking into it and I was wondering how effective it was. So you register all of your assets with the Secretary of State along with your your UCC one. Uh, you issue a bond against it, um, securing it. Okay. Oh, okay. You become okay, the secured okay. party. So if if anyone tries to. Um, uh, I think you put a lien on all the property. So you as the secured party lien all the property. So if anyone tries to go after your legal name, uh they can't really do anything because you've already got a lien against all of the all of the property. Well, that's a essentially that's that's correct. Um I uh, the, some of your your terminology. Yeah. I, oh good. I. You what? Go ahead. Don't let it bother you. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the term terminology there. Um, I never did participate in. Um, I I was uh, one of the first people in the United States to 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 file a UCC in that in that manner. Um, when whenever the the talk came of creating a bond and and all of that, I I I never did that. Um, I. I uh, I have successfully used my UCC uh, in the manner which you describe without a bond um, and and uh, I uh, I guess it's a personal preference thing. Um, my UCC is is perpetual because uh, I checked the transmitting utility box, so I I, I never have to worry about it. Um, you don't have to update yours every five years. No. No, 
uh, you check the debtors of transmitting utility uh, box. You 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 don't have to uh, update it. Okay. Um, it, it's the transmitting utility that is important. Um, the the debtor uh, being your all caps name. Um, I know I've I've heard my friend. Uh, I have a friend in Virginia. Uh, when he filed his that way, he took it into the bank and and showed it to his banker, and his banker looked at him and said, congratulations, you're judgment-proof. Um, uh, well, and Sam, what happened What happened with you, with your wife, when she presented UCC-1? Oh, yeah, well, when she, when she took my uh, filing that I did, uh, I, I went through a process in the State Department, and and um, uh, she took it into the county, and was uh, the the lady said, uh, "Well, we can't we can't file this," and she asked her a couple times to file it, and finally, my wife says, "says uh, Please just file this," and. Um, the lady filed it and and said to her something along the same lines um, that uh, congratulations he's judgment proof um, uh, that uh, you know when when people got into hold harmless agreements um, they 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 tried to to make this a process that as far as i was concerned they they did it to to sell their their packages right um uh, for for x amount of dollars and it seemed like uh for you know the the more paper you could generate and the, the more money you could charge and and it it became absurd. Uh, my filing was uh, a one-page filing and a six-page security agreement, uh, three pages of which were definitions. Um, and and that's the extent of it. Uh, it's 30 and 40, 50-page uh, documents. Um, I... I I just don't have an opinion except if it's not simple, I don't do it. And that's always been my, my motto is if it, I used to ask attorneys, if I can kill a lawsuit with two pieces of paper, why can't you? (laughs) Right. And, 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 uh, you know, the, the bottom line here is that if it's not simple, it's not right. And I I go to um, uh, Christ on the cross. 
it doesn't get any simpler than that. And and it's a, the the basic most fundamental level. Um, you have offer, acceptance, and discharge. And uh, you know the uh, uh, the UCC is is uh, if it's complicated, I don't do it. Yeah. Well, it's notice of a claim. Yeah. So, you know, a claim should be simple. Yep. You know, and a claim is a a claim is a document of title. When you say notice of claim, you're talking about uh, notice that you use in common law. Well, notice that you that you use in 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 any in any situation. I mean, what is a UCC one? You're noticing that you have a claim for the public. And a claim. A, and a claim is a document of title. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. You're, you're putting it out there for anybody to challenge, and and if nobody challenges it. All right, then you know you're there first in line, first in time. Your claim supersedes anybody else that comes after the fact. That's right. Yeah, I was I was uh, going to Carl Lentz uses notices when he uh, makes a claim in common law court. Well, well you know, go ahead. Uh, I I I came out of the the common law movement. That's where I cut my teeth on the on a, on a lot of this, and and you know we're how do I say this without upsetting everyone? <laughs> Um, Go ahead, upset everyone. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Who holds a care? Stop. Um, the 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 purpose of uh, common law is to is to show yourself different than everyone else, which is public policy. Right. And the the only way that you win in common law in a public policy courtroom is that you show yourself different and they're going to rule that you're different and you're going to win and therefore you're going to I mean some of the time you're going to win uh, and I mean I I, I had that experience here in Idaho back in 1995 or 96 before I even knew what public policy was. And, um, you know, that that's fine. Uh, common law, uh, you know, it, it doesn't alter the court system that we're uh, under. We're under public policy, and there's no way around it. 
there's just, you know, if you can show yourself different and convince the judge that, that you're different, then he'll rule in your favor. Yeah, and, and and you know that was that was the that was the the huge um, challenge that confronted me when I was practicing law because I was you know the law school that I went to all right its sole purpose it wasn't prestigious at that point in time it's very prestigious now. Um, it was get you to pass the Illinois bar the first time. Illinois bar is not easy. Get you to pass the Illinois bar the first time. That's that's the law school that I wanted. Fantastic. That's where I'm going. Did that. Was trained as a prosecutor. So I was trained starting with gang crimes, street gang crimes, then to narcotics, then the narcotics forfeitures. Um, then I decided I didn't want to do that stuff, and I went and I started doing civil things. So I started, I started fighting against public utilities. And um, during that time, I learned an incredible amount through hours and hours and hours and hours of repetition, right? Because, like I said, what I alluded to before, you know, I, I've never even seen a preliminary hearing. You know, what What am I supposed to do? What did my supervisor say? Call me in 15 minutes and let me know how the first one went. You know, I, I mean, there's no messing around here. Throw you in the pool and, you know, sink or swim. And so I learned the rules of evidence. I learned the rules, first the rules of criminal procedures, then the rules of civil procedures, all right? And I learned them through hours and hours and hours and hours of repetition and trials. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of applying this stuff. And then all of a sudden, there I am, and I'm dealing with collection cases, and I'm dealing with foreclosure cases, and I'm seeing judges just blatantly ignoring the rules of evidence and the rules of civil procedure. And, the, and, 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 I'm, and I'm seeing attorneys for banks and foreclosure mills coming in and presenting blatantly forged and fraudulent instruments and affidavits and allonges and, and, and I'm calling the authorities, right, the regulatory authorities and saying, look at, I'm seeing, you know, these people need to be disbarred, all right? Everything that's going on here is illegal. And, and, then ultimately I realized that I wasn't operating in the court system that I was conditioned to believe that I was and that the discretion that was afforded to these people to do these things was directly related to the status of the people that I was representing or I was observing. Yeah. And when I, when I, you know, when that hit me square in the face, um, you know, up until today, you know, 
my sole purpose is, is to try to find, you know, who moved my cheese? Where's the real court system? You know, is it that one in Philadelphia? Is that one in D.C.? You know, where can I go where I can really practice what we were told we were practicing in the first place, but I realized through actual practice that I was in a completely different place? You know, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm here for Spanish 101, and why am I, why is everybody speaking Farsi? Yep. Well, I, I, I don't know if I answered the gentleman's question, uh, yeah, but I, think, I, I answered the best I can. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I, uh, I yield the floor back to you, uh, Angela. Okay, very good. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in. And next well, up... I'm sorry, Arizona, what were you going to say? Arizona, what were you going to say? I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I just said uh, thank you. Oh, okay, great. Have a nice night. What's <laughs> left of it? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, next up, Budman459. You have been unmuted. Do you have a question? Thank you, Angela. Um, You're welcome. First of all, I, I missed a little bit. Now, you, did you say that you want to get your application that you used to get the passport showing that you, you're a national? Was did I understand that correctly? You'd use that in the future in a in a, for different things. Yeah, I mean, all right. You think about this. All right, it is it's a national security secret as to what the three star, four star, five star passport. They won't tell you what that means. All right, but we have seen demonstrable differences in how people are dealt with who have five star. Okay. Now, the only way that you're going to determine anything, any difference in 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 the record of your status within the State Department is to order a certified copy of the application for that five-star passport for that non-U.S. citizen, for that state passport, okay? Because the way that they process that, there's going to be handwritten notes, there's going to be all kinds of different things, and if they've changed things with respect to particular things, because we've seen things where, because there are inconsistencies, they've written in people's. Social security numbers, all right? That's going to have an impact on um, what your record shows, all right? So you need to have that, a certified copy of that application, which is going to have your supplementary explanatory statement. Some people, you know, may not designate it that. That's what the State Department's language uses in the DS-11 application. You may designate it as an affidavit. It doesn't matter. Okay, whatever your supporting material is, all right, to make the claim, assert the claim, all right, that you are not a U.S. citizen, all right, that's going to be, that's going to be somehow treated on the application itself. And what you're going to get is scanned in copies of handwritten notes all over the application that you submitted, 
and that's going to tell you how they actually treated your application. And if there are issues, then you can follow up and say, well, wait a minute, you know what? You misconstrued something here, and you're, you know, the implications are that, that you're treating me and your records reflect that I am a U.S. citizen when I specifically delineated not only am I not a U.S. citizen, but why am I not a U.S. citizen? All right? And I cited chapter and verse, and, and, and I don't have to provide you a Social Security number, and you're asking for it was, in fact, a felony. All right? And, and going through this, you know, and it's a process because you've got a compartmentalized bureaucracy that has developed over, you know, hundreds of years that now is at a point where, you know, knee-jerk is you're a U.S. citizen. You're a U.S. citizen. Sit down, shut up. Give me your money, all right? And if you cause problems, you know, I've got every email, tweet, you know, Instagram, uh, you know, mm. name it, right, um, you know, to make your life miserable. So in my mind, that alone is a reason to establish your status. And, and the passport, the passport card by themselves, I believe, provide power, um, provide a, a, a very, you know, clear um, uh, uh, presentation to those with guns who are looking at their computers as to what your status is, but lest there be any question, if you've got a certified copy of the application and how they processed it, all right, and if they processed it correctly and they processed it so that I'm an Illinoisan, Sam's an Idahoan, right? Mike's a Michigander, all right? Then there's nobody that's going to be able to contest that. And if they do, eventually you're going to overcome that. That's yeah, I like that idea. I actually uh, uh, saw that intuitively, and so I, I uh, tried to get a certified copy of mine. They wouldn't release it unless I had a state-issued driver's license, which I didn't have. State Department wouldn't? At the time, I don't remember where I went to for it, but it was the proper place. They said, yeah, we'll release it, but we need to have a, a proper identification to give it to you. And, you and of course, all you need to do, do a FOIA, right? do a Freedom of Information Act request for that. I don't know, you know, five bucks or 12 bucks or something like that for the copying costs associated with the processing, et cetera. Do a Freedom of Information Act. Just Google Freedom of Information Act request for application for um, uh, a certified copy of DS-11 application. And you'll get all the information that you need and piece that together, send in the Freedom of Information Act request, and you'll get whatever you need. And, and you're just going to send that in by mail. I don't believe at that point, um, you know, maybe maybe they'll ask for, you know, you to include a, a um, uh, you know, a scanned copy of your, of, of your passport or something like that. But, you know, a driver's license shouldn't be part of it. 
I understood that you had to have a separate stamp on the fourth or fifth page that designated you as a nat as a national. But is this the way we get past it? You know, there was uh, I I've heard of page twenty four. You know, having a you know uh, there, there being a different um, version of different pages within the passport, depending upon um, your status. Um, not something that I've been able to verify, and so unless I've been able to personally verify it or somebody who I absolutely know and trust, it's not something that I'm going to jump out and follow. Um, you know, I, I take the I'm, I, I, I'm an Illinoisan, but I, I've always taken the attitude of, you know, I love Missouri. My cousins are from Missouri, and you know, the state motto of Missouri is, um, you know, show me, show me, right. Right. I'm from Missouri. Show me. So, I, I I have never seen that specific um, um, difference in in people's passports that I know. Um, to me, the most important thing is not necessarily the document that you're going to hold in your hands. For example, the the, the passport itself is not going to have a difference in terms of stars. And you're still going to have a blue passport. All right? I, I, you know, I've heard of people getting diplomatic passports, and I've heard maroon, and I've heard green, and all these other things, but I've never seen one, so I don't know. And I'm not going to speak to that. All right? I know, I know definitively that I know a number of people who have, gotten what is termed five-star passports who got the passport book and the card and the card has five stars on it now i know others who have four stars and i know others that have three stars and if you ask the state department what is the significance between three four and five stars they will tell you that's a matter of national security and we're not required to tell you Well, interesting. I, I tell you what happened to me is I, I I believe I paid for both. Of course, you have to pay in cash, or or I did pay in cash, whether that was required or not. Um, and they did not give me the passport card. And uh, but 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 worse than that, you know, it took me five tries to get it. I had to travel because you're right. They won't give it to you at the post office, or they give you grief. And if you don't know, if you you know, and I, so I was told that if you had you had to go to the office which was five hours away from me to go to the Dallas office. But if you would go down there, it was easier to get it. So I did. And they told me to come back first. You know, I was having to drive in 60 miles from where I was staying. And and um, the first time I got there, you know, I, I had to come back or some – and uh, or maybe I got there too late. And uh, I got there – anyway, they, they issued it. And they said, well, come back at 3 o'clock, and you can pick it up. And I, I, I knew I, maybe one day we got there at 3 and they said they were closed. And I thought, well, that's odd. And then I, I just thought, well, obviously there is for after 3 o'clock is for people to come pick them up. Before 3 is to apply for them. And I was wrong. When I came to pick it up, they were closed. And the point is they were trying to keep me from getting the card. And they told me to come at close to pick it up. It's scandalous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drove, drove to Dallas. I was, at, I was staying about parents an hour away, but I had to, I had to uh, even five or six um, attempts to, to pull it off. 
Yeah. They play their games. Yeah, so anyone that, and I've heard it's even harder now. That was, um, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago. Yeah, I mean, you well, want to you, you want to look at pull up, do a Google search for a DS11 application, all right, and go to the fourth page of the instructions and read that, all right, and you want to understand what these people's mindset is in terms of full disclosure and open interaction, all right, with those of us whose desire is to live free in the republic and you know to live on the land of the individual well, nation states in which we were born all you got to do is read is read the acts or conditions section all right you'll you're gonna you're it's it's a you're gonna be twisting your mind in all sorts of different directions Okay, well, I want to ask you another quick question, if I can. I am actually in bankruptcy, and I had resigned from the agency. I don't know if this is the, uh, the you know, proper way to, to do it or not, but I resigned from the agency, and then I went and put a lien on the properties, and then I, but I had to file bankruptcy to stop the uh, foreclosure sale. And so I tried to file involuntary bankruptcy against the agency, and the clerk wouldn't let me. So um, I, I said, well, um I'll file as a compelled agent for the clerk. And the, the, the court's just ruling all over me. I've asked for a declaratory judgment in an adversarial proceeding to hear my determine my status. And if I had, a, therefore, the right to resign and put a, higher, put a uh, superior lien on the property. And um, he threw it out, and they're trying to bar me with prejudice where I couldn't refile it. And so... Um, uh, I don't know. Do you have any any information on on that? And also, I paid with a check that was um, drafted. It had a treasury account on it, and the trustee failed to deposit it. And so, I and they're saying, "Well, it's not a valid check." And I said, "Well, you failed to to uh, you know tell me that within the period of time you didn't complain. Therefore, it's paid." And so, I've got that on the to, in the appeals court right now. You have to understand one thing, all right? Since since March 27th, 1861, okay, when Congress adjourned sine die, all right, the republic ceased to exist. Now, there are arguments that it may have been before then, but that date is absolute in my mind, okay? And then after that, all we've dealt with and why we're dealing with, you know, uh, executive orders and, you know, constant um, declarations of different wars, right, emergency orders and things like that, all right? Why March 9th, 1933, all right? They amended, um, they amended the Trading with the Enemy Act to include U.S. citizens, all right, after they had changed the status of what a U.S. citizen entailed, all right? You walked into that environment as a belligerent. During a time of war, we're living in a time of war. We're living under a soft martial law. Now, it could become harder very quickly, and with technology it is, 
But the reality is we are living under martial law, period. And so you walking into one of those courts, presuming that you're going into, you know, a land jurisdiction, all right, original republic, American common law court setting, all right, that's not where you are. Look at the flag that's flying there. Well, right. it's not even a court. It's a bankruptcy. Yeah, it's a bankruptcy hearing. But so where well, should yeah, I? But I mean, oh. but, but I mean the, same, the same stuff applies. It doesn't matter. So you're going in there and you're doing one of two things. All right. You're, an, you're a belligerent <clears throat> at the time of martial, martial law, all right, looking to upset the system, and you're exposing corporate secrets. All right. Now, the entire government is corporate. All right. So. When you say corporate secrets, when you're dealing with things like this, then you're talking about national secrets. Then you're talking about national security, all right? So, so when you see things go against you, even though you know you're right, it's generally going to be because of the status that they're presuming you are in in that tribunal, wherever it is. All the more reason to have the application, right? Yeah. Let me, uh, uh, Bob. When when you go into bankruptcy court, you you go in as the as the unless you file a uh, a secured party claim, a priority claim. You're if you filed, you're you're filing as a debtor. As a debtor, yeah. Well, that's why I tried to file an involuntary bankruptcy against the debtor as myself, as the creditor, and the court barred me from doing so. So I filed voluntary bankruptcy as a compelled agent for the clerk. Okay, well. You're trying to game the system. And and at the end of the day, they're always going to push you back into the U.S. citizen box and if you and if you continue to push along those lines then they'll push you into the enemy combat <laughs> um uh angela uh bob i i've i've got to go to work in the morning i'm i'm gonna uh i'm gonna check out um okay. I, I got i gotta get up at five thirty. I'm glad you were able to come on. I'm glad you were, and we'll have you on again if you if you don't mind. I love hearing sure. your voice and talking about the things I used to hear you talk about, <laughs> or well, we used to hear you. Uh-huh. You know, Sam's show, Sam's Talk Show, is still on Talk Show, and I posted the link. Oh, you can go and listen to those. There was like over a year's worth of calls. Remember? Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're there. I even, and also, I, I can tell you, I have all of your website backed up. Oh yeah. But I don't, you know, yeah. but you know, I don't know if you want to do anything with it. But yeah, I got all of it. Okay. <laughs> I all have right. A tendency to do that. Well, I I appreciate it, and and uh, I'll I'll go on uh, another time. Okay, great. Yeah. You have a great night and a good weekend. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. 
It was great Thank to you. hear you. You sound yeah, wonderful. You. Bye -bye. Okay, Bob. Thanks. All right. Good night. Well, we still, uh, Bob, we so, still have so, uh, somebody has their hand up, so we have one more question. Bob, you up for it? Uh, well, just well, can I finish real fast? Um, just sure. What, what, what's the secret? Is there so so? Is that it? That, uh, that it's a losing game? No. It's, uh, I mean, what's the secret? Oh man. Well, what to keep them from coming from finding me uh, an alien combatant? I mean, you know, is there a fine line there, or do I need to to have proof? I mean, what what's Here's, this is why I keep on going back to this, okay? Um, you know, what got me going with this stuff, I had a, I had a re, I've got a really good friend. Um, he, he, he became a friend. He started as a client. He came to me and he was fighting through a foreclosure. And he turned me on to Sam. And I emailed Sam. And Sam said, you're an attorney. Why the hell do I want to talk to you? And we went back and forth for a while, and we established a, a rapport. And um, no, it all is not lost. All right, things are changing so rapidly; it, it it boggles my mind. In my mind, okay, keep it as simple as you possibly can. All right, there are fifty sovereign nation states. All right. 50 republics who are united and use the corporate federal government to provide certain services to them, national defense, all right, help and trade. Now, you know, uh, they, you know, the permanent treaty of peace of Paris of 1783, did we, you know, did we see things back to the king that we had won during the war? Absolutely, no question. And are we still operating as a quasi-English um, entity, um, controlled entity? No question. Just look at, you know, just look at Social Security. But it all comes down to status. All right, and so that's why, in my mind, I can't let until somebody shows me something that kicks me off of it, and so that I, I I say, you know what, you're wrong. I was absolutely right. I didn't see that angle, and and I change my mind completely. All right, my position is that at a very minimum, the most important thing that you can do is change the record with respect to your status at the State Department, all right? You do that, then there's a cascade of databases that will be affected by that. Now, in my mind, that's the first step, all right? I believe and, and, and understand. I mean, I, I, I've been working now for the last, you know, year and a half, um, I don't want to say working, but I've been I, I've been uh, corresponding and 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 interacting with um, Anna von Wrights, um, dealing with status issues and other things, trying to help people, and um, you know, taking control of that name. All right, look at your birth certificate. Look at your birth certificate. Look at the date that you came out of your mother's womb. It's listed there. 
Look at the second date that's seven to ten days after, all right? That's when they created that little all-caps name. That's when they created the accounts associated with it. There's no other reason for it, okay? And, and it is the source of all of your problems. So since we need to correct the databases, my feeling is let's start with the one that deals with all foreign entities beyond the state on which you reside, state on which you are domiciled, okay? And, and so for me, that's Illinois. And so for that, I need to go to the State Department. And I need to correct the record with respect to the only travel document that allows me to move among the different sovereign jurisdictions here on the continent and other places around the globe. And that's the State Department. So I need to fix that. And then after that, are the things I need to do? I believe that you've got to pursue the common law copyright of that name, all right, that is associated with the account that they created within the week to 10 days after your birth. I believe you have to. I believe that that's your trade name. Um, I believe they're using it as your trade name. I believe that when you walk into court, all right, they're treating you as the surety for that trade name. And until you take control of it, all right, and here's the deal, all right, this stuff goes back so far that it boggles the mind. I mean, this stuff goes back, you know, they've been fighting. You think they're fighting against, you think they're fighting against, the Articles of Confederation and the Declaration of Independence and the Northwest Ordinance and, 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 and the Constitution. I mean, they're fighting against the Magna Carta, okay? They're fighting against, they're fighting to keep you from asserting your rights under the Seth K. V. Act, uh, or is it Seth K. Vi Act, of 1666, Section 4, all right? You are missing. You are missing and presumed either lost at sea or dead. And until you come forward and correct the records with respect to these issues, all right, then that's what you are. So when they treat you like a piece of crap who's just a surety to handle the debts for this, this named estate, all right, that's because you haven't done anything to prove otherwise. And I believe the State Department is the place to start. And then after that, I believe that there are things that you need to do with respect to copywriting your name. Um, you know, uh, there's other people that have, that have talked about different things. Um, you know, recording things on the land, and I've done that. Um, understand that, you know, if you're living in some place like I am, all right, I'm in Cook County. In 2015, they changed the law, um, the Recorders Act, all right? So there is no longer a miscellaneous filing in Cook County. And going in and filing anything other than just a, um, you know, white toast, um, you know, deed mortgage, 
um, uh, you know, a launch, assignment, et cetera, you know, um, uh, lien, um, lease pendants. If you're trying to file anything else, they send it back to legal review, and under the new law that they drafted in 2015, they can just reject it, and they don't have to really give you a reason for it. And we're seeing that more and more. So what people need to understand is we've got a federated system if you're living in a county where they're refusing to record things with respect to things that you have absolute rights to, like that name, all right? It's your name, all right? They're trading on it, and they're trading on it ostensibly as your use of Frux. And until you step forward, all right, Section 4, Sets KV Act, 1666. The minute the heir steps forward, all right, and, 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 and shows that he's alive, but the minute that happens, all property revests, all title to all the states revests. But until that happens, until you take those actions, all right, then you're just considered, you're a tool, Okay. And so when they treat you like a tool, don't be surprised. And don't be offended because that's what their records show. And so that's why I harp on the State Department because I think that's the first place to go. And then after that, you know, you deal with other things. All right, very, very well. Yeah, but what about if you see people that, that try to capture it and use it and be separated? Do you think that it's separate only or can you capture it and use it and still control it? And Oh, no, my, my feeling is, okay, they created that vessel, all right? They created that vessel and they began trading on it in your name as your usufrux, okay? As, okay, so they have a fiduciary obligation. What they're doing is in your name, and it is for your benefit. They're counting on, now these are the people at the very, very top, right? They're counting on you never figuring this out, never coming forward and claiming this, but in the end, the people that are sitting there and administering these assets, these accounts, all right, in that name, they're doing it ostensibly for your benefit. So it's incumbent upon you to come forward and identify yourself and say, okay, I'm here now and I am competent to handle my own affairs and here are the records that demonstrate that, and therefore it's time for you to cede all title that's been held by you as surety or trustee and cede that to me because all title has vested in me. And it's a process. But would that be negated with the mortgage loan that, that you've, you've contracted your rights away? All of that, because that's all in that name to state. Well, you would supersede that and goes back to you even so, kind of like a land patent. Well, oh, well, I, well yeah. I mean, I've, I've never – you know what? I researched the land patent for a decade, and, and I've, never, I've never seen anybody successfully use it. That's not to say that people haven't. I've never seen it done. And so, like I said, I'm from Missouri. Um, to me, all right, to me – you know, you're, you start talking about mortgages and notes and all that other stuff, all right? You are out there, and 
So to your question earlier, all right, in my mind, if you take the appropriate steps in terms of correcting your status, all right, then that vessel that they have created, and, and it may be an all-caps name, it may be an upper-lower with a middle initial, depends upon whether you're talking about municipal, territorial, what jurisdiction are you talking about, but that trade name, that named estate, all right, you need to take control of that, okay? You take control of that, and the reason that you need to take control of that is, is very simple, okay? They have taken away our means of trade. We no longer operate in trade. What do we operate in? We operate in commerce, okay? And since you don't allow a living man to operate in trade under this fiat money system that you've developed, to which there is really no alternative, okay, then, then I have the absolute right to take this vehicle, this vessel that you have created and you have been caretaker for, all right, for me, I have the absolute right to use that to conduct commerce in your system without liability until such time as we reestablish a system of trade under the Republic under honest money. All right, great. Um, let me unmute him real quick. Uh, next up is Mick. Oh, my dog is barking. Mick5150, you've been unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, Ezra, Bob, it's Mike again. Just real quick. Um, Bob, I emailed you. I got. I sent the uh, an e-book on that passport application with the mm-hmm. American National Endorsement on page 24. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. There's 41 pages. It, it's it's a very good. Uh, I found it after I had sent everything in, and just a couple other things. Um, uh, Angela, I'm going to email you some websites. Do you are you familiar with S was SEDG and Family Guardian? She's still there. Yeah, I am sure. I I'm familiar with them. Okay. Of course. Um, <laughs> well, I'll send you. Been around I'll forever. A lot of people may not be aware of it, but the uh, Sam Guardian. Yeah. Yeah, and the other one is SEDM Solvent. Uh, yeah. Anyways, if you go to that one on the on the top page, there's uh, publications and forms. If you click on that, and the left hand column has got all the forms. Oh, cool! Very good. Good information. Uh, one quick thing: subrogation. I I was doing some research on that. Um, my understanding: you go to court, accept accept the charge, substitute yourself with the creditor, because they already created the bond, and have them pay it out of the bond and give you the difference. What do you know about that, Bob? Uh, Bob, are you still there? <laughs> He's still there. I see him. Bob, we can't hear you. Did you mute your well, phone, Bob? I'll, 
I'll send him an email. <laughs> I know you guys are probably tired. But uh, I see he's on. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if he's in Illinois, it's uh, what, three hours later. Yeah, well, he's an hour behind me, so it's 11.30 here. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, 8.30 here. Bob, are you still there? <laughs> it, it it shows that you are, but it, maybe you muted your phone or, oh, he's gone now. Oh, no, he's there. Hmm. I'll send him an email. And I'll have him... Um, um, if it's okay, I'll have him. I'll have him send me your email. Does he have it? Yeah, he has it. Yeah, please do. Because I was trying to find That's... the. I couldn't find a donate button on your site. Oh gosh, you go to the top of my website and it says contribute. Oh, is it, <laughs> I got to go to my private audio, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, That's, I didn't know. I'm at, yeah, I'm at the talk you one. Okay, yeah. I will let you go. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, Thanks, bye-bye. Tom. Bob, bye. I don't know what happened to Bob. I see his, let me see, I muted him. Now I unmuted him. Are you there? Bob, we can't hear you. What happened? Oh, my goodness. Boy, it's always something, isn't it? It's just always something. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. We can't win while he doesn't get to finish. Bob, are you there? Mute me out. Uh, Maybe he'll pop in. <laughs> All right, well. Budman's back. Let me unmute you. You know, Budman, um, the whole time, I I only unmuted you because there was a lot of noise coming from your background or something. Oh, I'm sorry. But, uh, no, that's all right. Um, But we lost him. Bob, are you still there? He's gone. Well, that's fine. I just wanted to say thank you for letting me get on. That was was fine. Not a problem. Hey, I do want to ask uh, if, um, if you, do you have? I'd like to get Donaldson's email. Do you do you have it, or uh, could he Donaldson's email? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's second son of Donald. I think I don't remember. Wait, you know what? I don't have it. I I my thing automatically blocks him, so I don't. I have you know to what? go I'm to. Not, I might actually have <laughs> some of my old notes. Actually, uh, if it's been stated on there before, I'll I'll check. Okay. If yeah, not, probably there. Yeah, if not, maybe I'll send you an email or something. I can, he can maybe let him state it. Okay. Oh, no, so I, I, don't, I don't want to do anything for him. Are you kidding? He comes on and causes disruptions on my call. Don't ask me to do anything for him. Well, I'm not I'm doing anything that. pertaining to him. Well, you know, there's well, a video on YouTube. You can reach him there. Just type in um, uh, how to hack TalkShoe or something like that or Donaldson. I don't know if it's by his name, I forget, but uh, he's got a video on there about how to hack into TalkShoe. I'm sure well, you can comment or reach him right there. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate, yeah, that it's gotten this bad. I don't know how it slowly eroded into that. I'd, I'd heard you, you, I'd miss a few calls, and then everybody seemed to be upset with him, and I never did find the call where he was really you know did anything real bad i think i feel i mean it's my perception that well you don't you didn't see the emails i got from him either so yeah but but that didn't seem like it's yeah yeah it didn't seem like his personality i I didn't know what what pushed him to to do that it seemed like i thought maybe he got mad because two colors come out eventually don't they always okay so he seemed like a nice guy he was offering to do research and all kinds of stuff oh he may be you know you can you know, 
go have a talk show call with them. You're welcome to well, do so. We have some great <laughs> on tonight. I, I missed the first uh, uh, part of it, so I look forward to to, um, to hearing that. Yeah, what happened with uh, with getting on? You think the, the government was trying to keep him off? I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is lately, you know, except for once in a while, I have problems getting on the call or opening the website. Or it's always it seems to be always something. So I had the backup, so might as well use it. I have another one also, just in case. But I don't know. And you know, the some of the the recordings aren't getting posted. But I recorded this one. And uh, let me see here. Hold on one second. Uh, well, I recorded most of it, and it's still being recorded. It says here it's being recorded. So what I'll do if I can figure out how to well, I can download the 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 audio and then just go upload it to my regular talks you call the three nine nine oh four our regular oh you know my private audio talks you call so it'll be there at least and then was that the sam davis from back in the day sam davis yep the one and yeah. only yeah nice good yeah i'm so happy to hear hear his voice i mean i have his number i probably could call him if i want to but i don't want to bother him or intrude so it was very nice of bob to uh set that up with him i appreciate it and it looks like bob is still on the call but i don't know what happened we can't hear him i well, can't hear him good, yeah that was some good information he had about about his uh the, the monetary thing i would like to have heard a little bit more about it but. yeah i well, yeah i'll have him on again good. yeah sounds good you know. well thank you angela i just wanted to uh, <laughs> You're cutting, you're breaking up? What? I just wanted to say I appreciate it. You let me get on and ask my questions. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, right, Money Mike is, thanks. Oh, uh, Money time. Mike, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to say one more thing? Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a last minute thought. You know, um, I believe it was, um, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. He, he's, he's the, <laughs> um, he's the one that, um, he was in auto finance. Uh, Dan Benham. Oh yeah. Wasn't he? Wasn't the last time he was on? He said he had a new habeas corpus that they were drafting. You might touch bases with him on that. Well, you know, I have. I've I've emailed him. You know, off and on since he was on last, and uh, you know he's busy working and doesn't want. He I maybe he. Well, we were waiting for him to be done with his probation or something. So I'll try again. I think we have to wait till like March or April. Well, I thought his probation was off. He's... I thought it was off. That's why he came on last time talking because it was off. And oh. yeah, it's, it's real busy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I think it was March or April that he's going to be done with it. But I'll email him again and see if we can get him back on. I like having him on. He's good to have on. So yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, ask me how the corpus is coming. All right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's see here. Bye-bye. Okay, Money Mike, I guess you're going to have a call, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Angela? Hi, you've been unmuted. Did you want to announce your call or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, uh, if legal deception is not going to do their call, uh, then uh, I I should be able to do mine tonight then. Okay. uh, uh, one, you want to give out the number? 
You're not on the set right now. You, you can't uh, flick it on. Or... Oh, yeah. Oh, well. South Nevada, I unmuted you. Oh, well. Nevada, I unmuted you, but you're not saying anything, so I'm muting you back. Okay, Mike, hey, did I tell see you over hey, on your Angela. call. Yeah. Hey, Angela, did I tell you yeah. about uh, the upload that I did with the, the urine, uh, urine review on my call? Oh. Uh, episode 154, or, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Um, okay, on my call, 142306, uh, I, have a, I have an upload, uh, let's see it's between episode 147 and 154. It's called The Talk Show Year in Review Part 2, Angela Stark. So it has all Angela Stark stuff. And oh, I crammed, gosh. Uh, I crammed, Is it good uh, or over, bad? <laughs> good and bad and, and mostly good. And okay. I crammed. Good. Oh, well, you know, I managed to cram there, so. in over 13 and a half hours of stuff into uh, 100 megabytes. Oh, Wow. Well, have fun. Probably the longest <laughs> call in history. Yeah, <laughs> Even really. though it really wasn't a call. Where it was can, just an that's over where? That's at 142306? Yeah. And what's it called? It's called uh, 2017 Talk Shoe Year in Review Part 2, Angela Starks. It's on page one. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, wait, let me start my thing. Hey, okay, I just typed it in here so I'll be able to remember. Yeah. Um, Southern Nevada has got their hand up again. What's up? Hello? Southern Nevada? Can't hear you. Oh, my goodness. You and, and Bob Block, you in, uh, in Illinois and Southern Nevada, we can't hear you. Do you have your mute button on your phone, maybe? Uh, uh, can't hear you, Southern Nevada, so I don't know what's up with that. But I'm going to try to end this call. Okay, everybody. Recording failed to stop. This typically happens when you are no longer on the call. <laughs> Please try the following actions. Dial into the call and try again. Try ending the recording again, this time selecting the terminate option. Oh, do nothing. The recording will end shortly after everyone hangs up from the call. Or for if this problem persists, contact support. Okay. Well, hmm. If you can count to six, please press five. Or, or, or. <laughs> Please press seven or whatever. Stop recording and terminate call, okay? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.